Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. As it is in heaven, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You may be seated. As I was before the Lord, the Lord had... um, given me something for the body and he's given this before but God want to bring it back again he want to talk about manifesting the kingdom of God manifesting the kingdom of God God wants to reveal he want to show forth he want to show clearly and make evident his kingdom and the way that God does that is through us God want heaven here on earth. You do not have to wait to go to heaven to experience heaven here on earth. I'm going to say it again. You do not have to wait to go to heaven to experience heaven here on earth. We sing songs about heaven because people are waiting to get to heaven. But I want you to know that those that will be raptured up, The dead in Christ shall rise up and meet Jesus in the air. You will be in heaven for seven years doing a tribulation. But after those seven years are up, you're coming back here to the earth, to a new earth. So we want to talk about manifesting the kingdom of God. When God brought this to me, and as I was going through the word of God, God took me right back, guess what, to Genesis. So go with me again to Genesis 1, verses 1 through verse 3. Now, I want you to keep your hearts open, and I want you to keep your eyes open. Hearts open and eyes open. The enemy does not want you to hear the word of God. He wants you to drift off in la-la land because he knows that the word of God brings you life. Amen? So in the beginning... We look back in Genesis 1, it say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So when we look at the beginning, it is the beginning before anything was created. It was before anything was created. God was there. Elohim was there. God was there before anything was made. So God existed. God is Jehovah. He's the self-existing God. No one created him. He was here before the mountains were created. Everything that was created was created by him. It says in the beginning, God created. And I want you to keep that before you. So you will understand this was not man's doing. This was God's doing. God created everything that we see. Create means to take and make something out of nothing, meaning that it did not exist. 
And I think that's what we're forgetting. The things that we see did not come from what have already existed. It comes from something that did not exist. God is the one that created it. God is not man. God did this. Elohim, the creator. El Elyon, the most high God. El Shaddai, all sufficient, all powerful one. He did this. So we have to keep this in mind. This is about what God has done. So God is manifesting himself in creation. God is showing forth himself in creation. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it tells how it was. The earth was without form and void, meaning that it was chaos. It was a wasteland. It was formless. There was nothing there. When stuff is in chaos, that means it's out of order. That means that order has to take place in the midst of chaos for everything to get into its proper place, into order. Um, I want to use an example. Honey, help me for a second. Jeremy, come up here too. Go here and you come on this end and take this plant. You come on this end and take this plant and just set them anywhere. Put them, put them over here on the floor for me, on your side and on that side. Just set them down. Now take that one and just put it anywhere. That one too. Sister Nisa is shaking. <laughs> when we look at things that's in chaos, that's out of order, when you know how things supposed to be, you're not going to leave them like that. Right? But we got some people that see stuff out of order and walk by it like there's nothing wrong with it. This is what's happening to the church. It's a lot of things that's out of order. That's being rearranged, not the way that God has intended for it to be. And church folks are living in the midst of it like it's okay. It's a lot of church folks in the midst of their homes. Knowing how they were raised and what to do and how to do it. And their homes are out of order. But they're living through chaos. They're living through things that are not right, that should not be, and it's normal to them. So if you walk in this church and you see stuff out of order, this is what some people would do. Well, I'm not going to touch it. Because that's, maybe that's what apostle did. We're going to leave it like that. But I know that woman over there, Sister Denise, would say, what in the world happened up in here? So she'll take it upon herself. Y'all can have a seat, honey. Uh Uh-uh. She'll take it upon herself. Come on, Sister Niece. Not saying nobody else would. I, I bind the spirit of offense. See, this is what the enemy does. If you call a particular person to do something, the spirit of offense will come in quick, fast, and in a hurry and will say, well, I would have done it. So when you know things are out of order, you're going to put them in their proper place. Correct? You're going to make sure they're put back the way they should be. So we understand that God, Elohim, 
He saw the heavens and the earth. It was in chaos. It was nothing there. It was formless. And chaos means that it was no order there. So God said, I have to bring order. He said, but I cannot bring this order just by myself. He said, I may be one God, but I'm three persons. And I'm going to use each one to help me bring things into its proper place. Into the position that I want it to be in. See, God create the plan. Jesus implement the plan. And then the Holy Spirit come in and put the power to what was implemented. Come on, they working together. This is how the church supposed to work together. This is why you have a body with many members, but everybody have a part in that body. You have one body with many members, but every part have a part to play in the body of Christ. So we want to make sure we stay in alignment because when we don't stay in alignment, the hands, the hand can be off somewhere by itself when it needs to be helping the body. And the body need the use of the hand so it can be chaos. It can be confusion in the body of Christ. So what God did, God said, okay, I'm going to get the heaven and earth in the order that I want it to be in. So we see that the spirit of the Lord was hoovering. The spirit of the Lord was waiting on God to bring order to the heavens and earth. Now, the first thing that God had to do, God said, let there be. God said, God had to speak what he wanted to be. I'm going to say it again. God had to speak what he wanted to be. God said, let there be. So he spoke, let there be. And then the Bible said he spoke, let there be light. The first thing God spoke was light because he is the light of the world. He know that if he come forth with light, then guess what? It is going to overpower the darkness, right? So God said, let there be light. And there was light. Then the Bible said, and then God saw that the light was what? It was good. So God spoke and then God saw. So this is what God was doing. So he created everything the way he wanted to be. In Psalms 33, it says, nine, for he spoke, it was done, he commanded, and it stood fast. So God began to speak, and whatever he began to speak was beginning to be put in place the way he wanted to be put in place. But then God began to show me something. After God began to speak and put everything in place the way he wanted to be, we know that in verse 26, we're so familiar with this, but I'm going somewhere. Now, remember, God is manifesting. God is showing forth. He's manifesting. And Genesis 1:26, then God said, he's still speaking. Let us, that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let us make human beings in our image and likeness. Now, some translations say man. When you look at man there, you have to look it up. And when you look it up um, outside of, you got Hebrew. When you look it up in Hebrew, that is mankind. That's everybody. Let us make humankind in our image and our likeness. What was God talking about his image and likeness? He said, I want them to have my characteristics. I want them to have my nature. God is a spirit being. 
So we were created as spirit beings with God's characteristics, with his attributes. And he said, I want them to represent me here on this earth. I want them to have dominion. I want them to rule. He told them what to rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the team animals, over all the earth and over all small crawling animals on the earth. So God was given a command. He said, this is what I want human beings to do male and female see if you start out right you will end up right see we have to understand that God does not have a respectable person he said male and female would rule over the earth male and female would have dominion over the earth he didn't just say man male he said male and female Then he went on and said, so God created human beings, man. And then it goes on to say, in his image, reflecting God's nature, his character, representing him in the world. That's what God was saying. I want you to represent me. I want you to reflect me. That means that when you go out into the world, you got my nature. You got my characteristics. They don't supposed to see you. They supposed to see me. My nature and my characteristics is represented by love. God is love. And the fruit of the spirit, the first fruit is love. If you can get the love, you got the rest. Because love conquers a multitude of sins. So God said, I want you to reflect me. I want you to love even when you hate it. I want you to love even when people have really hated you and ridiculed you and talked about you and rejected you. I want you to love because I am love. And if you're going to represent me, you got to allow my love to manifest. Manifest in the kingdom. It's all about him. It's not about you. It ain't about how you feel. It ain't about that because when you get to know the father... You go beyond how you feel and you allow what God has put in you through his spirit. See, you can't go on your soul because your soul is having ups and downs every day. Your soul is doing jumping jacks. See, you are three part being you spirit, your soul and your body. The spirit is the real you. That's the part of you that got born again. That's the part of you that have everything you need to do what God wants you to do here on this earth. But your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, that's the part of you that gets stubborn. That's the part of you that take offense. That's the part of you that have those feelings in a mind of his own. This is why that soul got to be renewed. So this is what he said. He said, I want you to represent me. Then it goes on in 28 that says, that says, God blessed them and said to them, who is he speaking to? Them, male and female. He said, I want you to do this. Have many children, grow in number, be fruitful and multiply, fill and fill the earth. So the next thing God said, I want you to do He said, not only do you have dominion, both of you, he said, but I want you to come together and I want you to multiply and I want you to keep multiplying and I want you to keep filling the earth. Now understand this, when God talking about multiplication, I want people to understand this in marriage, you only multiply when you're married. 
Multiplication in marriage is in marriage. Not in being single by yourself. See, we, we, we don't take things the way it should be taken, but we're living in a out of order. The church is out of order. We got to let people know when God said fill the earth and multiply, he means husband and wife. Husband and wife. Husband and wife. Okay. Then he said the earth and be its master. Subdue it. So we're supposed to be master over the earth. And he said, have dominion over the fish in the sea, over the birds, over the birds in the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. See, God is speaking. He was speaking. He was speaking to their spirits. He was telling them, this is what I want you to do. And the Bible tells us in Psalms 115:16, the heaven and the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth... But the earth, but the earth, he has given to the children of men. So quit trying to pray down God to tell him to come down here and do something. That's not going to happen. He's already here in you. We got too many people. Well, God, if you do this, well, God, if you do this, ignorant gone to seed. God said, I already done everything I'm going to do. Church is out of order. The church is in chaos. Now, God, after he did this, after he told them this, guess what God did? In chapter 2 of Genesis, it said that God took rest. When the heavens and the earth and everything that God created, was created, it said that God rested. He rested because there was nothing else that needed to be done. So what am I saying? God is not doing a do-over. It's done. It's done. He ain't going to up-plant no trees and replant them. It's already done because he told the earth, this is what I want you to do. I want you to bring forth. So every seed that go in that earth, it has to the earth got to bring forth whatever seed. Y'all don't get it. It ain't the seed. It is the earth. It is the ground. We put a seed in there without the ground. It wouldn't do nothing. Because God told it what he... Y'all better follow. God was manifesting. He was manifesting what he wanted in the beginning. So after God got everything like he wanted it to be, God said, okay, I got everything that I, that I want it to be, so this is what God said. But there's no man on the earth. He set up the earth the way he wanted it to be, but he said there's no man on the earth. So this is what God had to do. God took and formed man from the ground. Now look at that. Did y'all know you dirt? That's why the more you wash, the more dirt you see and you clear out. I done washed and washed and washed and I still look dirty because you're made from dirt. <laughs> dirt. You're dirty. <laughs> so God created man from the ground. When he created man from the ground, he said, that's just a shell. That's an empty shell. That body is dead. That body has no life to it. He said, but what I'm going to do. I'm going to breathe my life 
into that body. And when I breathe my life into that body, which is his spirit, that body is going to become something. What is it going to become? A living soul. So you got spirit, soul, and body. Check this, y'all. Remember, God said, let us make man in our image, right? You got the Father, you got the Son, you got the Holy Spirit. Check out you. You got spirit, you got soul, and you got body. Three. So what God does, he does it well. So he took that man. Now, that man, which represent male, remember we talked about it, which represent a male now. What he did, he took that male, he put him in the Garden of Eden, he began to talk to that male, he began to tell that male, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to keep this garden, I want you to tend to this garden, I want you to guard and protect this garden. He gave that command to that male, correct? Now, he said to that male, do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat from that tree, what's going to happen? You surely, you surely are going to die. That means you're going to die a spiritual death. So he told this to Adam. He said, don't eat from that tree. He recognized. Now, this is what God did. After he gave Adam these commands. Now, understand men. You're supposed to have headship in your home. You're supposed to bring the word of God to your family. This is where headship come from. It come from God. You need somebody to lead in that home. That don't mean that that husband, just because he's leading, is dominating the woman. Because the woman got the same right as that husband, but God got to have someone to lead. Understand that. So he had the male to lead. That male was created what? First. So he had the male to lead. Then he told Adam, this is what he did. Remember that everything was done. And God put man into the garden after everything was done. I want y'all to catch it. He put man in the garden after everything was done. He put man, the light going to come on in a minute. He put man in the garden after everything was done. He put man in the garden after everything was done. He put man in the garden after everything was done. Do you get it? That means if it's already done, the only thing man have to do is just live in the garden and tend to. Don't we serve a loving father? He put man in the garden. After everything was done. He said, now the only thing I want you to do is keep everything in order. Wait a minute. Only thing I want you to do is keep everything in order that I have put in order. Now I'm putting you in here to tend to it. I'm putting you in here to watch over it, to protect it. Now, he told this man, this is what I want you to do. Watch over and protect. Men, you got to watch over your home. You got to protect your home. You don't let anybody come in your home and disrespect your wife, nor your... mm, 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 mm. You don't let anybody disrespect 
what God has given you command over men. Y'all better go back to Genesis. Then you'll know how to act. God manifests himself. God was making himself known. So after he did that, he bought the animals. Now y'all check out what he did to the animals. When I saw this, go back to Genesis 2. I'm going to see if y'all catch this. 19. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air. Now, they come out of what? They come out of what? What's the difference between us and them? They just come out of the ground. It wasn't no spirit blown in them. We're different. We were created differently. Then he bought them. See, God is keeping order. What did he tell them? I want you to have dominion over the birds, over the beasts, over every creeping thing on the earth. Now look how God manifests in himself. So God formed them from the ground and he brought them to their master. He brought them to their master. He said, now you're master over them. Now you name them. Now you call them. Now he turned over the right for them to speak. We miss so much. Because we're trying to do stuff outside of God. If you keep going back to the beginning and see how God set things up in order, you ain't going to have a problem doing what you need to do. None of us. So when the man named those animals that was brought to him, after all that was done, God said, you don't have anyone that's comparable to you. So we know what he did. He put Adam into a what? A deep sleep. When he put Adam into a deep sleep, he put him into a deep sleep. Y'all know how deep sleep is when you're having surgery and they put you to sleep. And when you wake up, you ain't even realizing what they done, when they done it or how they done it. But if you're not in a deep sleep, you know, hey. (laughs) But he was in a deep sleep. Why would God do that? Because God said, Adam, this ain't on you. This is on me. You don't have to try to go out and get what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. So God took from Adam a rib, right? We know what he did, a part of Adam. And out came woman. After that woman come out, Adam recognized. Now, this is Adam speaking. Remember, Adam named the animals, and now Adam is speaking concerning his wife. He said, this is now bones of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. This verse is referring to when a man leave his mother and father. Let's just stop right there. Some men haven't left home. And if you haven't left home, you're not a man. And women, if you got a man that's still in their mom and daddy house, 
You ain't got no man. The Bible says that he recognized she's a part of me. Then he goes on to say, y'all, this is Bible. I hope y'all reading it. Therefore, now that therefore is there because of what was said before. This is now bones of my bones. Do you know what that means? Bone of my bone. I'm going to give you an example with Sister Denise and Brother Willie. If somebody hit Sister Denise, they already hit Brother Willie. If somebody slap her, they already slap Brother Willie. Hmm. Y'all don't believe it, do you? Brother Ricky, if somebody hit your wife, they already done got hit. <laughs> if somebody talked down about your wife, if you ain't in the spirit on the Lord's day, you're going to go talk down to them. Why? Because they're talking to you. Why are they talking to you? Because she's bone of your... Oh, Holy Ghost. She is bone of your bone. She is flesh of your flesh. So anything they do to her, they already done to you. Oh, I'm going deep with this thing. So women, don't you get a man that cannot be there for you and take up for you? Because that's selfishness. Because Adam recognized now being that she's bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, I'm manifesting the kingdom today. I'm bringing forth how it's supposed to be. I'm bringing heaven down here to earth to let people know if you ain't in alignment, you ain't manifesting. He said, this is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. And y'all, let me tell you what's so good about this. Men, you don't even have to be saved to take up for your wife. How do I know this? After we had our first child, my husband went to go pay a bill, left me home. Got to pay the bill and he said, I, I, I'm coming to pay my bill and I need to get back with, to my wife. He said, I don't give a um about your wife. That's the last word my husband heard before he was coming across the counter. Because I'm bone of his bone. I'm flesh of his flesh. And he's not going to stand there and let him disrespect me. Because if he's disrespecting me, he's disrespecting him. And he wasn't even born. Something is wrong. I'm going to get to the next verse, but I want you to catch this. Therefore, a man shall leave his, help me say it, father, 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 and mother. Who shall he leave? Who shall he leave? And he shall join to who? There's no in between. 
we get it so mixed up. The wife come before the mother and the father. The husband come before the mother and the father. You left home. Now you are joined. Anybody in this place that's putting parents before your mate, you are out of order. It's chaos. Never would I have my son put me before his wife on any special occasion. That means I'm out of order. Yes, I brought him into this world. But once he got another, got married. Come here, Jeremy and Kwishime. Y'all stand right there. Stand, no, can you stand right here? Short. Is this right? Oh, yes, it is. He's my son. He may have married her, but he's my son. You remember that, yeah? But I don't operate like that. Matter of fact, is this right? What's oh see, oh see, oh see. That's that's where uh, I don't have to do nothing. I don't have to. She pushed me. He going mother mode. Hey, I know you ain't pushed my mom. I may be over here on this side, but I stay where I supposed to be. We know how family is set up. The children are here because this is their home. Me and my husband cannot run their home. We tell them what's right concerning what we see wrong, and it's up to them to fix it. But we don't go in there and run it. The church is out of order. The church is so much out of order because the church is like this. The mama's always in somebody's business. The daddy is always in somebody's business. We don't do that. We keep things in order. We got some mad mamas out there. Get over it. Because this is how God intended for it to be. This is bone of my bone. This is flesh of my flesh. I left my mother and father's house to build a home for you. Matter of fact, don't you go with my son if he ain't got nowhere for you to stay because you can't stay in my house. <laughs> now, let's hurricane come and something wrong with your house. See, we, we out of order. This is why our children can't grow up because the mothers don't want to let them go. The fathers don't want to let them go. They want to control them. That's Jezebel. Jezebel got control in homes. Jezebel tried to make the children feel bad and say, this is what you're supposed to do. No, I'm supposed to love my wife. Just as Christ loved the church. And I'm supposed to honor my husband. Oh, Lord, thank y'all. Chaos. It's chaos. And as long as men do it, 
they think is normal. But not in God's eyes. Even when your parents are gone to glory or wherever they're going, we hope glory. That wife is still first. That husband is still first because we still got people mourning over dead loved ones and not cherishing what they got at home. Oh, if daddy was here. Oh, if mama was here. Hmm. But you got what you need right there. So we see what happened, right? We see how everything was put in order, right? That man knew order. That man was with God, so he knew order. So he was showing order, right? God gave him the command. God was manifesting himself. Everything was in order the way God wanted to be. He said, I just want you to live. Because you got eternal life. You got everything that you need. I done gave you everything. I want you to keep it. I want you to guard it. I want you to protect it. I want you to work together. Both of you have dominion. This is how I want things carried out. We know what happened. The enemy come in. I want to say the enemy is in many homes today. And the only way he can get in is through you. And the reason why the enemy is in homes is because we invite him in. He cannot come in not unless you invite him. He cannot come in not unless you invite him and open the door. The Bible said don't give him a foothold. So we see here that everything was set up. And then the last thing it said is both of them was naked. And they were not ashamed. Now, when you look at shame, you're looking at sin. So both of them were in paradise. So here is the enemy. The enemy could not control anything. He could not have authority over God, over heaven. But you know what he said? I'm going to have it down here on earth. So what did he do? He used God's, what God created. This is what he does. The enemy only used what God created. To do what he need to do. He used the serpent. We know that the serpent came in and deceived Eve. Remember what he had to do. He had to get her to look at something that God told her not to eat. So he deceived Eve. And guess what? This is the key. Eve was deceived. Adam just took the fruit. Eve was deceived. Men, I want you to catch this. That's why it ain't hard for a man to have an affair. You take the fruit. Y'all listen what I'm saying. You just take it. (laughs) Eve was deceived. He had to work with her mind, her emotions. But Adam, Eve just said, here, okay. No questions asked. So that's why the Bible say Eve was deceived, but Adam wasn't deceived. So I had to bring that to go where I'm going today. God manifest himself, did he not? So we see how sin came into the world through one man, and that was Adam. So the whole world was full of sin, and sin brought forth death. 
Because the wages of sin is death. I want y'all to catch this if you never have caught it before. Because some of the church is still living any kind of way and thinking I'm on my way to heaven. I got to say this again. God put everything in that garden the way he wanted it to be. Then he put man in that garden. So the only thing man had to do was take care of what was already done. But the enemy came in, deceived Eve, both her and Adam ate the fruit. And then the spirit, the life of God left them. That was God's spirit that brought life. But guess what? Even though the life of God left them, they could still hear God. I'm going there. This is why a sinner, the ones that have not accepted God, they know right from wrong. The laws are in their heart. So they hear those laws speaking, but they still refuse. Because of the nature that's in them. They have a sin nature in them. And that sin nature in them, when the Bible say, do not do this, the sin nature rises up and it compels them to do what they know not to do. So it's not that they don't know. They just choose to do it. So Adam and Eve, death came into the world. It was sin. Sin separated them from God. So God said, I got to do away with sin because that's what's separating my people from me. So God could not find a man, catch this, on the earth that could do away with sin because they were sinners. So what did God have to do? The Bible says that God come off his throne. That's when John 14 says that 114 says that the word became flesh and dwelled among us. The word had to take on flesh. That's where you get the virgin, Mary. God had to overshadow Mary. The power of God had to overshadow Mary. This was not a man's doing. This was God's doing. Mary was pregnant by the Holy Ghost. Why? Because that seed could not be contaminated because the world was full of sin. So God said, I'm going to overshadow you, Mary. Oh, man, ain't that awesome? God said, I'm going to come into you and my power is going to come over you and overshadow you. And you're going to bring forth my son, Jesus, that's going to bring salvation to the whole world. So I'm skipping a little stuff, but this is how Jesus come forth. Remember, sin was the problem. Some people think that I got to do this to be accepted by God. No, the only thing you got to do is accept what Jesus done. Sin is what's keeping you from the father. Jesus done away with sin. He was the one that died for past, present, and future sins. But if you do not accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior with your whole heart, then there is a place for people that don't, which is hell. And God don't want us to go to hell. This is why we have to manifest the kingdom of God here on the earth. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus, what he did before Jesus' death, Now, I'm going to back it up a little bit. We know that Jesus had to die. But before his death, this is what God said Jesus had to do. If you follow the life of Jesus, the word became flesh. There was nothing but the walking word. Oh, y'all, can you imagine? The walking word. 
became flesh and dwelled among us. So that means it was God himself. Because it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was what? With God. So we know that Jesus is the word. Now the Bible says he sent his word and healed us. He sent his word and healed us and delivered us from our destruction. Then it says his word will not come back to him void. Jesus ain't coming back to him empty. He ain't coming back to him void. But he's going to go out and accomplish that which God has sent him to what? Do. Y'all don't get it. And you know what we're trying to do? We're trying to make something happen that has already happened. The only thing you need to do is do what God done. So here's Jesus. So Jesus is born. He's raised with Mary. He's raised with Joseph. Y'all know what happened in between. Y'all please pay attention. What happened in between is when Mary got pregnant and Joseph knew he hadn't been with Mary. Come on, God manifesting himself. He's manifesting his way of being, his way of doing, to let the world know this ain't nothing you done. So you got to know that this come from heaven. This didn't come from the earth. This come from heaven down to the earth. So Mary come back big as a tick, as old people say. She come back wobbling. And Joseph is looking to fall off and say, that can't be my Mary. That can't be Mary, 26, 36, whatever, six. That can't be her. So Joseph said, "Uh uh-oh, she done been with the man. See, Joseph and Mary was betrothed, meaning that they had not consummated their marriage because they had not come together, but they were already looking at themselves as being married. Catch that, y'all. When you make a commitment to someone, and that's your one and only, that means that you're waiting to be married to consummate that thing, not before, huh? Okay, let me go there and help you with that. I'm manifesting the kingdom because I'm telling you how the kingdom operate. When you come together outside of marriage, he's in you and you in him. And whatever he bring with him is what's going to be in you. Come on, help me somebody. That means those are soul tides. That means that that man is... Deeply depressed, you wonder why you walk around here depressed. We ain't gonna talk about the diseases and stuff. You're gonna know about all that when everything is jumping and acting crazy. If he's messed up, you messed up. Whomever he slept with, you slept with. If he slept with a, um, another woman, you slept with that woman. Don't say you ain't never been a lesbian. Because if he slept with another woman and you sleep with him, you sleeping with the same woman. Hello, somebody. And why do you think now you want a woman and you a wo- Kim face slept. Kim said, oh my God. <laughs> Y'all don't get it? Why am I having these tendencies? Because that man is all over town. 
Now your desire ain't for him no more. Your desire is to go to another woman because you've been messed up through that one man. Whatever they're familiar with, you're familiar with. That man is bringing home some things that you ain't never thought about before. Somebody's saying, hush. No. No, I'm not. Because somebody need to know the truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. See, these things are not being taught. Some of these things are not being taught. And if you're not taught these things, you would think everything is okay. Because let me tell you something, just because somebody give you what is written and don't get what's revealed through what's written, it means nothing. You getting too much of what's written logos, but you ain't getting no manifestation of it being revealed. So it ain't doing nothing from you. It's just written. It got to come off the pages and become alive in your life. That's when you know you're living the life you need to live. You got too many people preaching it, but ain't no life behind it because they're preaching letter. Not by the spirit. The letter kills. The spirit gives life. I don't know about you, but I want the life that comes from the word. So Jesus... He lived a normal life just like they did. He was living up under the law, but he was bringing grace and truth. God was raising Jesus up. He had to stay in contact with his father and they lost him one day. And where did they find him? He said, did you not know I was about my father's business mother? (laughs) She kept all of these things in her heart because she knew he was different. So as Jesus began to grow up, he grew up in stature. He grew up in wisdom. And then the next thing that Jesus had to do is be endued with power. Y'all check this now. Jesus had to be endued with power because he walked in the flesh as a mere man. So as he was endued with this power, then his ministry began. God did not send Jesus out before he was endued with power from on high. Because God said, without my power coming upon you, you're not going to be able to manifest what I need to have manifest. So as Jesus done, that's what we do. So as Jesus' ministry began, this is the first thing that y'all know where it is, Matthew 4, 17. I'm talking about manifesting the kingdom, y'all. This is what Jesus said, 4, 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. No, I'm going to back you up a little bit. Go with me to 4, 1. Now, remember after Jesus was baptized, from John now he's tempted then Jesus was led up by the what spirit you got to make sure that it is the spirit of the Lord leading you 
You got to make sure it's the spirit of the Lord leading you. He was led in a wilderness. And the Bible says to be tested. He was tested. He was tempted. But guess what? When Jesus was led up there, Jesus was killing that flesh. For 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus ate nothing. He was killing his flesh. Why did his flesh had to be killed? Let me tell you something. Your flesh got to be killed so you will know what's in you and what's going to come out of you. Jesus began this day to manifest. After Jesus had that fast for 40 days and 40 nights, the devil began to tempt him. And as the devil began to tempt him, the word just kept coming out of him. Jesus kept replying with the word. In your wilderness experiences, you have to have the word. You have to be in the word. And when you're in the word, when you get ready to be tempted, the word is going to come out of you. And you're going to only do what the word is telling you to do. So after the temptation, it says the angels came and ministered unto him. Now Jesus is going about the kingdom's business. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So we have to manifest just the same way that Jesus manifested the kingdom. That's how we supposed to manifest the kingdom. So after Jesus did this and said, repent, then the disciples was followers of Jesus. But Jesus was presenting the kingdom. When you present the kingdom, you're going to present everything the kingdom represent. He re- represented him in character. He represented him in the things God did, the things God did not do. Jesus was totally different from the world. You supposed to be different from the world. You don't do what the world does. I don't come out of the world dancing and cussing and doing all that, get saved, and I'm acting the same way. There's supposed to be a changing me to let me know ah, that's not who you are you are a new creation in Christ Jesus all things have passed away behold all things have become new you are a joint heir of uh, heir of God a joint heir of Jesus Christ you are joined to him you are one spirit with him so this is why you got to look in the mirror every day the word is your mirror The word lets you know who you are and when you know who you are and who you represent and when you go out, guess what? People going to know who you are and what you represent and who you represent even before your mouth is open. Why? Because you're carrying the atmosphere of heaven. People atmosphere begin to change when you walk in a room. When you begin to open your mouth, they begin to sense, oh, I know you're born again. I know the spirit of the Lord is in you. Because when you begin to open your mouth and you begin to speak, change came. Manifest in the kingdom. So if you open in your mouth and a demon ain't manifesting or somebody is not even respecting you, something is wrong. You better go back and say, Lord, which way I did not come? Because when you come in with life, it is going to expose darkness. We're supposed to manifest. 
We supposed to show forth. We supposed to, to reveal. We don't supposed to be like the world, y'all. And some people say, well, you know, I'm getting over this. I'm getting over that. It's going to take time. Let me let you know how you know that you're getting over it. Because each time that it come, you're feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit of righteousness. And you're turning away from it. And the flesh is cringing. And then when it come again, you're using the word of God on it. You ain't falling prey to it. Go back to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Jesus did not fall prey to that. Jesus kept bringing the word each time the enemy kept coming. He kept shooting him with his best shot, which was the word of God. The word of God is not going to miss this target. Because the word of God is full of power. He said the spirit quickens. The flesh profit nothing. The words I speak unto you. They are spirit and they are life. So the moment you begin to speak the word of God. It's going to expose darkness. It's going to bring life. It's going to bring light. And people are going to say what must I do? If you hang around people every day. And you acting like them. They don't want what you got. They looking at you acting like them. You got to step out of this darkness into the marvelous light. That's what happened when you got born again. You stepped out of darkness into the marvelous light. And the light of God overshadowed you to the point of, you said, I want to taste and see how good God is. I don't want no more of that no more. Even though I'm going through on this narrow road, I don't want what I had before. Because the feeling that I have that I can't even describe is the best feeling I have ever had. When you truly begin to manifest the kingdom, friends are going to drop off like never before. Family is going to drop off like never before. They don't want to be around you. They can't stand you. They're hating you without cause. You're going to know you manifesting because they're going to talk about you and you ain't done no wrong. You should know I'm manifesting the kingdom. They're supposed to be change and that change starts with us. Jesus manifested the kingdom so much he couldn't get rid of people. Come on, he couldn't get rid of them. They was chasing him. You know what the problem is? The church is chasing too much. When you manifest in the kingdom, people are going to come after you. Because they know what you got. They know who to call and they ain't ghostbusters. When Jesus went out, no matter what he come up upon, came up upon, do you know he manifested? He showed them that who God was. You remember when it was the five fish and two loaves of bread? Jesus manifested. When we look at that, I was reading that, and God was showing me how Jesus manifested his kingdom right in front of those people to let them know that God is who he say he is. When you look at John, the sixth chapter, and I like how Jesus done this. It said, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tabaris. Then a great multitude followed him. Y'all hear? A great multitude followed him. 
because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat with his disciples. Now it says the Passover, the feast of the Jews was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, seeing a great multitude coming toward him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? This is what I want you to catch. But this he said to test him. For he himself knew what he would do. Let me tell you something. God already done everything. Sometimes we get tested to see what we're going to do. When bills are due, we get tested to see if we're going to go take out another loan or if we're going to trust God. When our body is racked in pain, we get tested to see if we're going to trust what God has already done or we're going to go look for some help. Come on, we get tested. But Jesus already knew what he was going to do. He was just testing Philip to see what Philip was going to do. So he already knew. So after Philip said what he said, now I want y'all to catch this. No matter what you do, it's not going to stop him from doing what he already done. This is what I'm saying. No matter what you do, it's not going to stop him from doing what he's already done. How do I know? Go to the next verse. Philip answered him. He began to tell him 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them. Look who he talking to. We do the same thing. That every one of them may have a little. Come on, we do the same thing. Well, God, you know, you know, $100 ain't enough. Now, you know that. It ain't enough. What you expect me to do with it? Let's see what Jesus said. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a lad here who have five barley loaves and two small. He had to put small in there. Why does he say two fish? Two small fish. But what are they among so many? Come on, church. How many of us said the same thing? Now look what Jesus said. Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Jesus heard what they said, but he didn't do what they were saying. He said, make the people sit down. Jesus was preparing the people for something that he already knew was there. How many of us prepare ourselves for what we already have instead of preparing ourselves for the worst or preparing ourselves for the worst? Well, I don't have the money for the lights. They're going to get turned off anyway, so. But how many of us rest in him and on his promises and say, let there be light. And there is light. There was light. And when you know you have honored God with your substance and your first fruit, that your barns are going to be filled with plenty and your vats are going to burst forth with new wine. God, even though the light bill is due, I did what was required of me to do. So let there be. And then you're going to see light. Oh, I, I, mm -mm. I feel it. I feel it in the room. And it's doubt. Some people doubt this. Because you live in naturally. You are a supernatural being. You can't live naturally. You got to live spiritually. If you live in naturally, you're going to do what natural does. 
Some people say, this is common sense. You know, if you don't pay your light bill, your lights are going to be cut off. I ain't denying that because we're living in a natural world. But what I'm denying is, God, my lights don't supposed to be cut off because you're not going to be made ashamed of. Because if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do according to your words, my lights do not supposed to be cut off and they're not going to get cut off in Jesus name. Now, check this. If you out mauling and fingernailing and hair weaving and running all over the tarnation and ain't giving God first, cut him out yourself because it's out of order. Quit praying to God when you know you out of order and you ain't paying who you owe. Quit asking somebody to touch and agree with you when you squandered everything you had. Yes, God will forgive you, but you're going to be in the dark. Hmm. Jesus said, tell the people to sit down. No one tell you what Jesus did. After these people sat down in the grass, it said it was 5,000 that sat down. Can y'all imagine? Check this out. I want y'all to see this. You got five loaves of bread, two small, I see two little bitty fish. Five loaves of bread, two small fish, and Jesus is going to say, sit down. People that's real hungry say, I ain't got time to sit down. I'm starving and you're telling me to sit down. Do you know why Jesus want them to sit down? For one, that's resting. That's trusting. That's knowing you're going to get fed today. So you had to do something. Y'all ain't got, getting it. Jesus told them, I know what I already, I'm going to do. But this is what I want you to do. Sit down. What if they didn't sit down? I don't believe they would ate. You got to obey him. So he said, sit down. So this is what Jesus did. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he gave thanks, he described them to his disciples. There go the loaves. He lifted up the loaves and said, Lord, I thank you. Now listen at this. He did not have to say something big to get something because he already had it. He just said, Lord, I thank you for these loaves that's feeding all of us on today. I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you praise. Then he loosed them. He gave them to the disciples. Now I want y'all to see these disciples handing out this bread. And as it go around, it's steady multiplying. Manifest in heaven. Manifest in heaven. Then he took the small fish, did the same thing. And guess how, how good God is. God said, now, my kingdom is different from the kingdom of the world. Now, my kingdom don't only feed you, but my kingdom have some left over. I give more than enough. But it comes through obedience. So they even took up the fragments. They still had some to live off of. We're supposed to manifest the kingdom this way. When you give, first of all, to God, this is the problem with the church. People don't want to give to God no more. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they look at me, my husband, or other ministers who are proclaiming or preaching the word and say they don't need nothing. Ain't about us. It's about your obedience 
unto what the word says. He wants you to do what he's telling you to do. And when you give it, you give it from the heart. But some people say, how can people give from the heart when their heart is not right? (laughs) They're not going to give their very best. They're going to give a little stingy part of them. But guess what? God honors the heart. So the more you give from your heart without thinking about how you're going to make it, you're going to remember the verse that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things, and all of these things shall be added unto you. So when you give into him first, don't you know God has already given into you? He's already given you the supply. Give us this day our daily bread. God know what you need in that day better than you know what you need. When you hold on to what you got, that means that's your God. When you're not willing to help someone besides yourself, then that means that's your God. That's selfishness. But when you're giving from the heart, you're being obedient to God, and God is giving you the supply. He shall supply all of your needs. But some of us is trying to get something that's already there, but we're not following the laws of God. God has laws. He has a way of doing and being, and we have to abide by those laws. You don't just take from God and give it somewhere else when God said that belonged to me. You don't do that. So we want to manifest the kingdom in every area of our lives. So Jesus manifested the kingdom of God. God want us, church, to start manifesting. When we start manifesting, showing forth, people are going to know what kingdom we are from. So it starts with your attitude. We want to come in with the right attitude. We want to love in the midst of hate. We want to bring peace in the midst of the situation, meekness, long-suffering, because they're going to know what kingdom we're from. So we're going to start here talking about manifesting the kingdom and what we do as kingdom citizens. And I got news for y'all. Kingdom citizens are always taken care of. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't know if some of y'all are aware aware of it, But me and my husband has been manifesting for years. For years. And people are hot. They're mad. Because they're trying to figure it out and they're born again. What Bible are you reading? See, people look at what you have. They see the glory. But they don't know the story. See, man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. See, anytime we try to make it work, we're not manifesting the kingdom. Anytime that I put my trust in what God has already done, he's going to be manifested. People are going to know who I have been with. So it's time for us, Miracle Temple, to manifest. It's time for us to come together. With whatever we do have, we offer it up to him and say, God, this belonged to you. Now, God, show us what you want us to do with what we have. And God will give us more than enough to carry out what he would have for us to carry out. So we're going to manifest in here. So people will know that the presence of the Lord, that his glory is here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry 
in every area. And I am closing with this. When I was talking about marriage and how you have to be faithful in marriage, somebody said, don't go back there. Well, I, I, I'm going, I'm going. When you are not faithful to your mate, you're going to start manifesting. I had watched something. God always set me up with different things that I'm getting ready to teach on. This man was a minister at one time, and he couldn't maintain the ministry, so he had to shut it down. But his heart was for ministry, so he started working somewhere else. And as he was working there, he had a a wife, he had a child, and he would come home late all the time. And his wife would tell him, you know, you're coming home late, we need to spend time. But he had to do what he had to do, I guess, to make money. But at work, he would look on his phone and he would see another minister. I mean, this minister was bringing in the money. He was in the newspapers. He was everywhere. And it just made him feel some kind of way. So on the way home late one night, he saw this woman beside the road. And he just passed by the woman. But in his mind, he wondering, why is this woman beside the road? So he go home to his wife. And as he get home to his wife, his wife is asleep. He's tired. I mean, she's tired. So you know what a man want at that time. She said, I'm tired. So he let her go to sleep. So he went to work the next day and he had a friend and they worked together. The friend was seeing different women. So he told him, he said, you need to be doing what I'm doing. He said, why would I do what you do? And I'm married. That's not what a married man does. He said, I'm just telling you, this is the life. Whomever you associate with is what you become. Okay, this man was listening to him, seeing how he act with the woman coming in and out of his apartment. He's sitting in there with him, the woman leaving him, and he's ready for another woman. So he goes home that night, and his wife said, oh, I cooked you a good meal today. I cooked what you like, and da-da-da-da-da. And he said, you know what I like. And she said, but I cooked you a good meal. He said, man, don't live by bread alone. So this man was laying it out there because the the child was sitting there. So he wanted to, you know, man don't live by bread alone. She said, well, I can anyway because you know it's that time. So he went to bed. Next night he come home. Same woman beside the road. He passed by the woman, but thoughts came. You know you can sleep with that woman. Go and sleep with her. He back up. Woman get in the car. She get in the car and sit down. She said, what hotel we going to? He said, I can't do this. Get out my car. She got out the car. She was fussing at him. Got out the car. He took off. Thoughts again. He didn't cast them down. He pulled back up. Got her in the car. They went to the hotel. When they got to the hotel, he said, give me an executive suite for two of us. The lady said, two. He said, yeah, two. She said, two. He said, yes, two. So he turned around. Took the lady in the room. Nobody could see this woman but him. But they went in the room. After it was done, he said, all right, I want to send you the money. Give me your account. I'll send you the money. No, you don't have to worry about giving me anything. I want to pay you. This is the last time. No more. She said, you don't understand. I'm in you and you in me. Everywhere you go, I go. You don't have to pay me nothing. That's how it works. He said, "Uh uh-uh. 
I want to pay you. This is it. She said, you don't understand. I'm in you, you and me, everywhere you go, I go. He left. He's on his way home, left her in the bed, looked in his back seat through the rearview mirror. There she is smiling at him. He thought he was seeing things. Started driving again, looked up in the rearview mirror. She looking at him. He stopped the car. She's in the back seat. He leaves the car in the middle of the road. Run all the way home, told his wife he got robbed, and he left the car. He couldn't even talk to his wife. He was scared out of his mind, went to bed that night, woke up, heard these noises, went in there, the woman sitting in in his house. She said, I told you, you and me, and I'm in you, you can't get rid of me. So she began to tell him, I'm going to make you famous. I'm going to give you what you want. I am a familiar spirit. You're familiar with me. I'm familiar with you. And as long as you listen to me and I'm going to work with you tomorrow. He went to work. His boss said somebody was stealing from me, stole this amount of money. It was about a million of dollars. And all y'all going to be fired if I don't find out who done it. The familiar spirit came and whispered in his ear told him everything that needed to be told. He told who stole the money, which was the girl in the office. And then he said, okay, this is working. Next thing that happened with this familiar spirit, his friend said, how did you know this? You was watching her all along. He said, no, I'm going to prove it to you. He said, the guy sitting over there at the table, he had problems with his mom. He hated his mom. Every time you bring up his mom, he started crying. He went over there to the guy. He said, just go over there and tell him what I told you. He told the guy, the guy said, who told you that? He started crying at the table. He quit his job. The one that was prophesying quit his job. Him and his friend went into prophesying to different people. So she said, the only thing you got to do is say my name. When he said her name, it sound like tongues, like he was speaking in tongues. So every time he would call her name, she would give him what was going on in the room and calling stuff out. And they'd be up there, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. Every time he would hit it, they said prophesy. He got so big, so famous, big house. The wife told him, she said, no, I've been having these dreams and the dreams I've been having is not good. I don't want all this stuff. Da, 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 da. He said, it'll be okay. Next thing that happened, his son dropped dead right in front of him one day and his wife. He went to his son and he picked his son up and he was just praying, calling the lady's name. Nothing was happening. Finally, they called him and told him the bus that his people was on, all of them were killed. He told his wife, I'm going into prayer. Went into prayer. He got a familiar spirit. She said, did I not tell you? The more you, if you want more power, there have to be a sacrifice. Your son was the sacrifice. The people in the church was the sacrifice. This is how it works. I'm in you. And you in me. Church folks do not take these things seriously. It may feel good when you connect with any and everybody but whomever you connect with is what you become so it's time for the church to empty out get rid of soul ties whomever you have connected yourself to you got to get rid of those soul ties whatever they have given you you got to burn it you got to get rid of it because that's a connection 
And that's what the enemy is using. He's using familiar spirits, speaking into people's lives, letting them think that it's God. And if you ain't in the spirit on the Lord's day, you will accept anything that somebody is saying. You will call them a prophet and it's not God. It is a familiar spirit. You better get under some covering that will let you know they are not of God. Get away from them. Leave them alone. Some people think you're jealous because you tell them the truth. And I'm one of those that when people ask me, I'm going to tell you. And if you don't like me, just wait on it. So I'm telling you today, it's time for us to manifest. Quit talking if there's no manifestation. Quit saying if nothing is coming forth from what's being said. Now saying all that, I'm going to allow someone to share an experience that they have had with calling no names. How now they understand about manifesting the kingdom. Right, Kwishime? Come on up, Kwishime. I thought I was going to do this on Tuesday, but... (laughs) You can still do it Um, then. Okay. Um, So, last week at school, we had, like, remediation where kids had had to come back and um, retest. Okay. Um, So, one of the days, um, I was called to go into the classroom to be a proctor. And at first, I was like, oh, I don't want to go in there and do that. I'm going to be in there testing all day. Um, but I ended up going in there, and um, one of the first, it was a fir- the first teacher that was in there, she ended up leaving out, and so another teacher had came in there um, with me, and she didn't want to be in there. She was, like, upset, but um, long story short, um, we were just talking, and she was talking to me about, um, like, her past relationships um, and her children, how she, like, so she worried about her children, um, I guess, because they're not doing, you know, things that she thought they would do. Um, and so I was just telling her, like, you know, pray about it and stuff. So she kept asking me, like, do you pray all the time? Like, you pray a lot. And so I was telling her, like, now I pray more than ever, but I used to not. Um, and then she just kept asking me that. So I don't know, I just started, like, talking to her and stuff. And, um, everything that I've been learning in Clem was just like flowing out like I was just like first Peter 5 7 um Romans 1 18 to 20 like every it was just coming out like and um so she kept asking me like you you like you believe like you really believe like you really believe what you're saying so I was telling her, like yeah um you know and it was just coming and then so she was like well I always um she always she didn't know her faith and she was like my parents was catholic whatever whatever um and then i was like no romans 1 18 through 20 i was like you have you have it in you and she was like well sometimes i was just like god i need you and i said who do you need and she was like god like she said i said god i need you and i was like that's it it's it's in there you believe it and um and she was like man like and she was like she just kept saying you you really believe like, you believe what you're saying. I was like, yes. I was like, I know it. 
And then she was just like crying. She was like, I just, she was like, I, I got chills in my body. She was just crying. And she was like, she was like, I want that. I want that. I want to be like you. She was like, you, you inspiring me. She was like, how can I get it? I want it. And then I was just, I mean, like scriptures just coming. Like, and I'm like, what? I know that scripture. Like that was just coming. Like, <laughs> I mean, just coming. Like, and I was just kept telling her, like, you know, cash your, um, care, like worries upon him. He got you. Like, and she was like, I wish I can do that. And I was like, you can like give it to him, your kids, everything. Like he, he got it. And I mean, she was just, just crying, like, and she was like, it's something, like, I don't know, something went, like, energy. Or she was like, some energy, like, her body was just, I don't know, like, it was just, and she just like, man, like, and before I know, like, I was telling the woman about the rapture and, like, everything, like, I was like, seven years, like, all this stuff. And she was like, and, you, like, you think that, you believe that. And I was like, it's in the Bible. I was like, everything I'm telling you, go back, and you're going to see it. I was like, it's, it's there. And she was like, what? So, like, it's not made up. It's not a story. I was like, no, no man, nobody did it. Like, and I was like, your life is, like, already written over 2,000 years ago. And she was like, what? So it's not like a, like a story. I was like, no. Like, but she was just so, like, like, it was just so inspiring to her. And, like, I don't know. Like, and she was like, you know this stuff. She was like, man, you know it. Like, you know it. And I was like, I'm learning. And she was just like, you know, I want it. She just kept saying, I want it. How can I get it? And then she, I was just telling her, like, um, where I go to church and stuff. And I gave her, like, the um, podcast and all that. And I was like, you can come. Um, and I was like, I'll, like, see you there or whatever. But it was just so, like, I don't know. It, it was just, everything was just, like, flowing up out of me. Like, yes, I don't even, like, I didn't even know half the stuff I was saying. And it's like, I couldn't end the conversation. It just kept, like, we just kept talking. It, the conversation would not end, I guess, until everything that I needed to give her. There you go. She got it. And I'm telling you, she was just kept thanking me. She was just crying. She was like, I never heard. Nobody ever talked to me like this before. She was like, I never got it. But she was like, I want that. I want to be like that. She was like, I want it. Like, I want it for my kids and everything. Like, it was just so. Amen. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Amen. So we see that was manifesting the kingdom. See, God know what he's doing. Come join us on, in Clem. We're learning a lot in Clem that will help you to minister, to manifest the kingdom of God. And God just showed himself mighty and showed himself strong through what's being learned. And the reason why it kept coming out of her is because what that's what she's put in. Whatever you put in is what's going to come out for whoever is it needed for at that time. Amen? So I honor God today. And I love to see people bringing forth what they have learned. Because it's not about me. It's all about him. I'm just here to do what God has commissioned and has called me to do. Amen. Do we have any visitors that would like to stand at this time? If so, please feel free to stand. Amen, amen. We give God glory. Amen. Can we have our announcements at this time? After the announcements, we'll do our tithes and our offerings. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. 
for upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more. You can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.